Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. We are today in the phys- the digital, physical, digital, tiny room. I am the Michael of the aforementioned name of the podcast, Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who has been called the Johnny Depp of Irish podcasting. Oh, you once be- son of a once bitch. beloved, <laughs> Once beloved, now despised. It's, it's Ben. Say fucking, hello, Ben. You fucking prick. <laughs> Look, if I can't surprise you... Why would you put me in the same bracket as him? He's a fabulous man. He's this he's fucking Swiss. He... Nobody likes him anymore. Oh my! It's because he fucking hates women, Michael. Allegedly. Alleg- yeah, allegedly, yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fucking fire. When it comes to that shit, Michael. <laughs> the people who say allegedly are his like brother. Yeah, <laughs> and, and his allegedly, lawyer. Allegedly, as the yeah, his exactly. It's his lawyer. Oh man. That's okay. good. That's a good start. So, let's, let me do it again then. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by today today by the man who said he never really cared for Stanley anyway. It's Benjamin. <laughs> you fucking prick! You're just dropping me in it, no matter what I do. To be fair, Michael, true. Didn't say it after he was dead because I felt it was in poor taste. But I'm afraid not even not even the passing of one of comics originators of, of one of the big the big names of comics, probably the biggest name. In comics. Biggest name in comics? Easily the biggest name in comics. Easily the biggest name in comics. Um, Although, just in terms of uh, size, it would probably be Bill Sikanovich. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, Michael, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to jump on the the trend train, uh, the the, the hashtag RIP Stan Lee train. um, Mm -hmm. Because my God, Michael, uh, when Stan Lee passed away, our Instagram feed was awash with... Tenuous posts, Michael. Tenuous posts as to their connection with Stan Lee. Didn't like it. <laughs> ben, Didn't like it. I am um, you, you look look, Ben. I think he was ninety five or ninety six, a multimillionaire. I've never met him. He made a great contribution to the world of comics. Absolutely. But I don't think it was a tragedy that he died at ninety five. Uh I think it's that's that's life. You, you certainly couldn't say that it was a life cut short. Right? No, he definitely... Ben, as they say in these islands, he had a good innings. He had a good innings. I was just about to say the same thing. But um, it, it, the reaction to his death has been, well, first of all, justified to a certain degree. Let's not speak ill of the dead. It's just right. not cool. Right. Justified to a certain degree. Unless it's Johnny you Depp. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have... Come, oh, for fuck's sake, Michael. Um... But I just, I found it very interesting how many people were jumping on the, the RIP bandwagon. I, I just, you know, tenuous, tenuous. It's smacked of capitalizing on a tragedy. Are you um, saying that we've missed out? We had a, a chance to, to really promote the podcast with some Stan Lee eulogizing. We, 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 well, we would probably get more clicks if that was the case, Michael. But I suppose we're choosing obscurity and integrity today um, <laughs> to be our allies. <laughs> I have to say, though, Ben, you know what was the most inconsiderate thing that he what? did? What? Any, any bloody celebrity who dies on a Monday, knowing that we operate on a Monday to Sunday news cycle here at Michael and Benjamin's podcast, very inconsiderate. I think Stanley was sitting there going, I don't like that Ben kid. I'm going to die on Monday. <laughs> and he, uh, he kicked the bucket for me uh, on a Monday oh. and left me fucking swinging in the breeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm joking. Interesting to see so many people that weren't necessarily on good terms with Stanley mm. uh kind of bemoan his his passing it was uh 
I think that's good, though. I think that it's nice that people who had, like, business is business. And, you know, mm. people who wouldn't necessarily be on good terms with him in a business sense or who might feel they ro- he wronged them in some way mm. can still be respectful after he's died. A I, I thought of, that was the hatch, nice. so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, of course, there were the, the bell ends that didn't show any respect at all, Michael. Did you hear about Bill Maher? Ben, look, I don't even want to talk about him. I don't really, I don't care for him very much. And He's uh, such a prick, isn't he? But, well, God. look, I'm not even, I'm not even going to dignify him by, by continuing this conversation about him. Fair enough. Ben, speaking <laughs> of, uh, bloody, do the, do the theme music. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. For us, I don't want to name any names. Rachel, I hope it's Rachel. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. So, yeah, then that's uh, Stan Lee, the passing of a legend. Yeah, um, yeah, Stan the man. In other news, Ben, mm. this week saw the release of probably the stupidest named film of the year. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Ben, I was sitting in the cinema. Uh, I went to I went to see the cinema last night. I didn't go to see the cinema. I went to see that film last night in the cinema with some friends of mine and my good lady friend. Oh. And the name of the film appeared on screen. And the first thing I thought was, you know what? That's a fucking stupid name for a film. <laughs> it's, it's very... It's a mouthful, Michael. Um, it, yeah, it's not only a mouthful, but also, I mean, what does it really have to do with Fantastic Beasts? Nothing. Very little. Nothing, Michael. Haven't. So, I think, Michael, if we're, I, I have also seen uh, Fantastic Beasts in a rare Benjamin Cena movie moment. Um, Whoa. Yeah, saw it today, this morning, actually, of uh, at the time of recording, um, with my good lady friend. Oh, um, in a <laughs> In a, a cinema. Here in my favorite cinema here in Florence, the Odeon. The Odeon, the yes. Odeon. They're still um, not sponsoring you, though, are they? We're still not sponsored. I'll, I'll try. It's run by old Italian men who are, if if truth be told, quite grumpy. Um, so I doubt we'll be getting a sponsorship deal from them. But anyway, um, the tickets are relatively well priced. Everything else is quite expensive. Um, but I went to see it there. Um, yeah, just what's what's your overall impression, Michael? Well, Ben, can I tell you a little anecdote first about the the name of the film? Do go on. So ridiculous is the name of the film that I have heard very few people say it correctly. My own good lady friend has accidentally been calling it The Crimes of Ringleword. Oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, so I've been kind of... Yeah, it is. It's not what it's called. But I've been calling it The Crimes of Ringleword because I found that so amusing. Uh, That is quite amusing. our, Our good friend at Podcast Wanker has been calling it Fantastic Breasts and Where to Find Them. I would imagine <laughs> that's excellent. Oh, yeah, that's very good. God damn um, it, podcast wanker! How dare personally, you be funny? Um, personally speaking, Ben, I've been calling it "Fabulous Beasts: The Crimes of Johnny Depp." You you have been calling it "Fabulous Beasts" because that's what we spoke about as we went through our our run through. Uh, mm. You were calling it "Fabulous Beasts" consistently. The crimes of Johnny Depp. Um, yeah. So, Ben, just I think. I'm going to combine what we're talking about today. I'm going to combine all three names and call it Fabulous Breasts, The Crimes of Ringleword. Sold. 
<laughs> sold. Ben, Done. did you like it, the film, Ben? Did you like I the film? I actually enjoyed it immensely, Michael. Did you? Now, from a oh. purely entertainment point of view, you and Go I will on. differ on this greatly. This film, if nothing else, has yeah. confirmed to me that J.K. Rowling cannot plot a story. Right. No, she just can't do it. Really have She's just plot. incapable of it. Um, so much so that I, I had an argument with my good lady friend. Oh, no, is, it's all over. Uh, no, 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 it's not all over. It's fine. Um, she changed my mind on certain aspects, however. However, I had an argument with her that um, the plotting of all the Harry Potter books is poor at best. Yes. Yes. To which she acted absolutely offended and went, you can't discredit that because, you know, oh, it's so magical. It's such such world building, Ben. And I was, oh, I, to be go. fair, the key. I had to concede on the world building and characterization. Yes. You, you cannot argue that what J.K. Rowling created does not strike a huge chord with people. The world she created and the characters she created are fantastic. Fabulous, even. That be- <laughs> Yes. That being said, she Go cannot on. plot for shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, she usually does it for money. Which is fine. But yeah. you think she'd do a better job for money. <laughs> um, and before anybody jumps in the bandwagon here and says, Oh, you hate Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I grew up reading Harry Potter. Like, mm. love the books. Think the books Allegedly are grew up. The, the eight films made from her books... There's yes. maybe one good one. Prisoner of Azkaban. Which one is that? Oh, right. Prisoner of Azkaban is a great film. It just is. Better director. Better casting. The actors mm-hmm. finally grew up a bit. It was great. Great film. Yeah. Now, here comes my extra controversial statement. I think, oh, as a cinematic universe, Fantastic Beasts is ten times better than the original Harry Potter movies. Right, go on. On a personal level. For a number of reasons. I think the actors are better. Well, they're all adults. They're all adults. That helps, certainly. I'm not saying it doesn't. But One even of when Flash. Daniel Radcliffe, Hermione Granger, not Hermione Granger, what's her fucking name? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Uh, and, and Rupert. Nobody remembers him because he wasn't in there after that. Rupert Grinch. No, Rupert that's Grinch. not his name, is it? <laughs> it's definitely Rupert Grinch. We'll, we'll check that. It's definitely yeah. Rupert Grinch. Anyway, even when they hit their prime, they weren't great. No. Well, Emma Watson's pretty good. Is she? Yeah. Is she? Isn't she? she? Apparently, she's a wag. You, oh, Michael, you you prefer her for aesthetic reasons. No, I don't actually. I don't. I could take her leave. Oh, ben, you're not. You're not um, a no, Watsonite. Um, I'm not a Watsonite. I, ben, look, I, as you know, Ben, um, somewhere between thirty-five and thirty-seven. Yes, so you and probably missed that. Harry Potter didn't really talk to me, Ben. I've seen every Harry Potter film multiple times. Yes. And I, I I, think I could probably win a Harry Potter pub quiz. I'd imagine you could. But it, it doesn't... I mean, the, what, what you've been saying is my my favourite thing about the more recent films is the world building. The, I was thinking, were I a real Potter fan, the main enjoyment I would be getting out of this is seeing magical Paris. Yes. That's that is what my good lady friend enjoyed the most. She was like, I really like the magical stuff. I liked uh, Ringlewald's slightly sexy evil assistant lady. She was fantastic. <laughs> I She's have a French to agree. I, She's I, new. My good lady friend, knowing knowing my taste well as she does, turned to me and was like, "What do you think of her?" And I was like, yeah. "Nothing. I think nothing of her." Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have know. no opinions. All the while, I was kind of crossing my legs and gripping the seat tightly. Um, Good. 
just just what a wonderful woman where did they find her how was she yeah, cast france with the franciest french accent i've ever heard i don't um, think that's a real accent i think she's frenching it up a little bit she, she, um, she did she leaned into it ben and and uh, i think some of the strongest hints towards magical china oh are you are you leading ch- us down a- controversial lane no, 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 no. There was a Chinese beast, and I wouldn't be terribly surprised if in the next, in one or two of the next few films, we get a Harry oh, Potter a, a in China. China. That that creature was quite cool. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. It was a, it was a good and Deus Ex Machina. That briefcase is a very Deus Ex Machina thing. Don't very useful. Um, um, what I don't get, Ben, is why every woman finds Newt Newt Scarmander inexplicably attractive. Uh, well, first of all, it's Eddie Redmayne, and the vast yeah. majority of women on the planet seem to find Eddie Redmayne very attractive. Not yeah, to say ben, he's he, an attractive man. He's always dropping things, and he, he, do, he, he can't make eye contact with people. And he's like, eh, eh, excuse me very much. Oh, I'm very sorry. Uh, would you like to see this little doodad I've got in my pocket? There is there is an interesting, there's a fantastic video essay somewhere um, about how Newt Scamander represents a very new leading man. Yeah. Um, in in terms of blockbusters, um, because Fantastic Beasts by any other name is a blockbuster, and it's a different model of masculinity, completely differently. He's quite a diplomatic character compared to most things, and he's quite a compassionate male character. Um, generally, like a man who's good with animals is nothing new in terms of a leading man. You know, there's always kind of elements like that. But I think what what the the video essay pointed out was um that. He treats animals with a great deal of compassion. It's not a dominance thing that makes him good with animals. Very often when you see a, a big action man, um, f- take for example Riddick in the Chronicles of Riddick, uh, who often deals with, with various animals, he deals with them in a good way by kind of staring them down and being the alpha. And that that constantly pushes that kind of, you know, big strong man thing ahead. Newt's commander is completely out of left field with any of the characters that we've seen before um even harry potter does things out of a sense of duty and you know being a hero newt very much gets caught in crosshairs quite often uh, i think dumbledore put it best when he said you you simply sense if something is right and you do it and it's 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 a different way of dealing with a leading man and it was it's really interesting for me in that um he is not the most interesting thing for me in those films though so what you're saying ben is he's a very non-masculine alpha male type hero. Yes, but not with without kind of pandering to a very beta submissive kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and I suppose, um, I suppose in many ways, it's his compassion that women are attracted to in such a, a great strong way. Um, mm. You know, it's it's interesting. He's an interesting portrayal. I think the comedy relief in that one is great. I'll trade Ron for the for the American guy any day. I just think he's a better all-round edition mm. very a, um i mean full spoilers obviously for yes. this film so let's give it a five second gap there after i've said full spoilers so that people have time to reach <gasps> into their pockets and turn off their phone um i thought that the the incident where goldie had brainwashed him into loving her and then that was really in, That's like, that was up. a really good example of a very abusive relationship. She did something terrible to him. Then she got upset at him for being upset at the terrible thing. Yeah. And ran off. And then he was left chasing her to make it up to her. It was very she's, interesting. She's a terrible person. Not not to mention not to mention 
uh, Michael, later on, where she makes mm-hmm. him stay at an anti-muggle rally. Yeah. As a muggle. Yeah. That's she's fucked a... up. She's like, no, let's just hear him out. And it's like, no, this guy literally like kills me. Like yeah. kills my kind. That's that's yeah. what he does. He tracks down people um, that can't do what he does and he kills them. Ben, I don't think it was a coincidence that both of those characters have Jewish names. Goldstein and... Uh, I can't remember, but they're both Jewish names for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ben. I think, uh, yes. Do you want to know a bit of Fabulous Beasts trivia? Go on, give us a bit of Fabulous Beasts trivia. Do you remember trivia. the scene where Goldie was in the apartment and then uh, Ringlewald walks in and she jumps up and says, Stay back! I know yeah. what you are! Yeah. They hadn't actually told the actress who was playing that character, and that was just her natural reaction to Johnny Depp. <laughs> Very good, Michael. Mm-hmm. Very good. I've got all the jokes, Ben. Very clever. Speaking of Johnny Depp, and this is going yep. to lose us half the fan base, Michael. I'm very sorry. Oh, no, not 200 people. Yeah, not 200 people. Uh, listen, despite the fact that, yes, he's possibly a heinous person, um, and blah, blah, blah. The character he's playing, mm-hmm. he so plays, it very, plays it very well. Oddly restrained for a Johnny Depp. I genuinely yeah. believe that that man is a demagogue that knows how to speak to get power. In yeah, a way I that, that I, yep. I never understood with Voldemort. Um, okay, yep. Especially on screen. So on, on screen, Voldemort doesn't butter my biscuits. He just right. doesn't do it. Um, he butters bloody he butters bloody Dumbledore's biscuits. He does. A little bit of biscuit well, buttering. Or does he? I mean they're or not do, really leaning nah. into it, are they? They don't they don't do that at all. Um but uh, what what interests me in in that whole regard is when I watch Ray Fiennes play Voldemort, he yes. does it in a very camp over the top way. Yeah. Um and I thought I was fully expecting that to be Johnny Depp in the sequel. Where he would just... Right. I, I really wanted Colin Farrell to stay on. Yeah, me as too. Because I thought Colin Farrell, not only being a charming Irishman as he is, did a, a great bloody job mm-hmm. as um, a villain. Um, and I was really kind of terrified that Johnny Depp was just going to go and throw all that out. And there's moments of it. He threatens to do it every once in a while. But I have to say, in terms of motivation and believing that he could manipulate people, Mm-hmm. I believe it 100%, which is an ben, interesting thing for me to see. What did you think about the Star Wars prequel syndrome? What Star Wars prequel syndrome? That every character had to be a throwback to something we've seen previously. Oh, this is this is what I mean. This is where we come back to, to J.K. Rowling's lack of, of plotting ability. Go on. She, she just can't stop tinkering with her own yeah. creation. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you know the the controversy around Nagini, I'm sure. Yeah, to be honest, I, I thought that was not as big an issue as people might have thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, I read the most ridiculous article where people kicked off about it. Um, my God, there are so many people that are saying that it's so racist that a, uh, an Asian woman is subservient to a white man. And I'm like, you do know that Voldemort has a snake nose and is bleach white. I'm not certain that it has anything to do with what you're talking about, but fair enough. Um, it was it, There's an interesting amount of outrage about it. Uh, J.K. Rowling tried to defend herself by using mythology as a, as a route back, but then she kind of did a whole, all Asians are the same. It's an Indonesian mythology, so oh, a Korean no. woman playing it is fine. Uh, oh, yeah, J.K. She, she, yeah, J.K. At the, not, not at the JK. end, did she say, lol, J.K.? 
no, she I never didn't. went. Oh, okay. Um, she tried to be sassy and say, so good day. Uh, have a lovely day. But it, it, people then pointed out, it's like, just because you have an Asian woman playing an Indonesian character doesn't mean that they're all the same. Um, but to be honest, I thought she was quite a sympathetic character for the three lines of dialogue she had throughout the entire yeah. film. Ben, it was, it was very hard to call her a character. Uh, yeah, she was a, a plot device. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure she will possibly play, uh, pay uh, bigger dividends in, in bloody Fantastic Beasts in China. But um, I'm sure we'll probably see a little bit called, more of that. Uh, I think it's called Fabulous Beasts 3, A Grand Bunch of Lads. A Grand Bunch of Lads. Um, Jude Law, very good. Very good all round. Um, I thought Jude Law sometimes forgot what accent he was doing. Oh, he did definitely. He was Welsh. Every at now one and point. then he did a Dumbledore word, and it was very yeah. jarring. Yeah, so it was it was unusual. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I think the twist was ridiculous. Let's not spoil the twist for anyone who's listening right. this far. But I think the twist was fucking ridiculous. Completely yeah, out of left field. Yeah, it's stupid. Completely Can't out of left field. Twist. Um, and the last, the last thing, uh, Zoe Kravitz remains just gorgeous. Holy shit. Oh yes, a lot of people find her attractive. Oh my good grief! Her and the French woman. Gotcha. Get, get off! Get out of here! Get out of here! You want to um, talk about butter and biscuits, Michael? I don't, Ben. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Ben. Speaking of um, so- social things that are things that are going on, Ben, I watched um, a couple of episodes of the new Shira and the Princesses of Power. I wasn't even aware that had come out, Michael. Ben, it has. It's come out. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on the, the Netflix. It's, fr- it's from an all-female creative team. Is it animated? Uh, it is animated, yes. Good, good. Uh, it's animated in a very modern kind of last uh, Avatar, last Airbender. Oh, okay. Uh, somewhat anime-esque style. Uh, very nice. Very, very nice to look at. Uh, a very nicely realized world, Ben. Oh, ben, uh, as you know, Ben, I grew up in the eighties when toy when when um when cartoons were just ads for toy lines. Yes, and you yes. might remember that Shira was the bro- the ex- the estranged sister of He Man. Yes, she and was. He Man, who essentially weird. Yeah, He Man essentially gave her her powers. And I didn't know that. Something, yeah, well, she, you see, because he has the power of Grayskull and she fights for the honor of Grayskull because she's a lady. And for ladies, honor makes more sense than power. Oh, naturally, naturally. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Isn't it great living in the 80s as we are? Um, One of the things, Ben, that was interesting about the the 80s was cartoons existed to sell toys. Okay. That's why they existed. And famously... Uh, the He-Man, the Masters of the Universe line, all the normal men used one body mold. Oh. Which is why He-Man and Skeletor are equally muscular. Oh, because they just... Because it was just the same body with a different head on it. I see. Um, And also, therefore, all of the women used the same body mold. Uh So Tila was the same body mold as She-Ra, and the Evelyn was the same as bloody the Sorceress. T- who's Tila? Is that Thundercats? Tila, uh, no, Tila was essentially He-Man's lady friend. Oh, for the love of Christ. Okay, keep going. But the, they they all had the same body bent. But one of the, the, the very first most noticeable thing about um, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power is all of the characters look different. Oh. They're different nice. sizes and shapes and colors and 
and voices and personalities. Different colors, Michael. Um, yeah. Oh my, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. There is a female cat lady, yeah, Catra. Well, well done, Ben. Oh, I can see um, it here. Yeah, I, it's, I pulled, it's very nicely I animated. It it's very, clean. it's very nicely animated. It's very clean. Uh, it's, it's actually great to look at, Ben. And it's the most I've enjoyed a new cartoon in a while. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's it's a it's thumbs a, up from Michael. A, it's a it's a tentative th- thumbs up. There's there's certain aspects, Ben, of uh, its its philosophy that I find a bit troublesome. Like it's all female writers' room. Uh, go on, go on. Philosophically I'm... speaking, right? I understand why they had an all female writers' room because cartoons in the eighties were written by all male writers' rooms, and that's what led to all the men being muscular-bound heroes and the women being damsels in distress needing rescuing, right? Okay, so a bit of a bit of a hiccup. Yeah, but Ben, my personal belief was that was non-political. It was just 80s. that all of the writers of cartoons in the 80s were men. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this was a decision to have only women. Yeah, so it's exclusionary by its very nature. And it's kind of hitting back. Rather than being diverse and hitting back at it through modern diversity, it's basically yeah. doing the same thing that the show in the 80s did, but reverse. It's a little so fuck it's, you it, to today. It's a, it's a little fuck you from today to the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, you know... The, but look, a moose fuck uh, you. Uh, I would say not entirely... Because, you know, there's still certain things that are difficult for women to get into. But I don't think animation... I don't think animation is one of them. What do I know, Ben? What do I know, Ben? What are you laughing at? There are still things that are difficult for women to get into. Uh, Not your trousers. I just had a flashback of the... (laughs) Oh, how tasteful, Michael. Uh, A witty (laughs) man. Oh, Ben sleeps with lots of women's. Oh, what a burn. Um, Good also can't say women apparently. But Ben, I said look, women's um, there. But yeah, still. Ben, I, 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 I quite like it. Um, I, I found it a little jarring that the only male character was kind of a slightly ineffectual coward. Um, well, it's an all-female writer room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I guess. If but we're, that if we're is not given... going, that is not going to stop me from giving it a chance and watching a couple more episodes. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I look forward to it. So, Benjamin. Um, yeah. Um. With Stan Lee's passing, another kind of luminary of uh, popular culture died this week and Maybe. has been greatly overshadowed. Yeah, go on. It was William Goldman. Uh, hang on, I'm going to have to do a quick search here. I well, most famously, The Princess Bride. Ah. Yeah. He, he wrote it or? Yeah. Oh, man. he Oh, dude, he wrote Butch Cassidy in The Sundance he, Kid. He, he very much did, yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a Few Good Men. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like a oh, real... Dude. That a guy real... was just swept under the rug. Well, he wasn't swept under the rug. Stanley is a pop culture icon. So, he, of course, every time someone famous dies, someone slightly less famous dies and gets overshadowed. Yeah, that's a shame, though. Wow. Good old Mother Teresa. Who's that? Mother Teresa. She's a I nun. Know who, I know who it is. She died the same weekend as Princess Diana, I think. I think she deserved to be overshadowed. I don't think Mother Teresa was all that great, to be honest. Well, Ben, you know, there a lot of evidence has come out since that she was a bad bloke. Yeah, but, um, she was a real bad bloke. So maybe it was yeah. maybe it was karma that she was overshadowed. Yeah. Um, um, or yeah. 
you know, Ben, maybe evidence will come out that Stan Lee was a real bad bloke and we'll we'll be eating these words in a few months. I, I think you'll find that I stood by my steadfast reaction <laughs> that he was a content-thieving git, Michael. Um, I, I didn't back down. I just said we'd respect him in death. Benjamin. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Benjamin. <laughs> you, you brought up the idea there... Um, of a kind of non-traditional, non-alpha male hero. I did. I did. And then I segued us seamlessly into a discussion about 80s cartoons and how they were designed to sell toys. Without seam, Michael. Without seam. Entirely without seam. Ben, no, I'm not going to get into that. I was going to talk about the seam on the bottom of a of a, of a, of a testicular sack, oh. sack, but we won't. <laughs> we won't talk about that seam. That's an unpleasant seam. That's, that's a segue um, for another episode. Yeah. Ben... Speaking of, do you have a question you'd like to ask me? Michael. Yes, Ben. Michael. Yes, Benjamin. What even is a bumblebee? Very good. Uh, a bumblebee is an insect. It's a, the Latin name is Bombus Bombus. Ah. It's a, it's a member of the order Hymenoptera. Hymenoptera, um, eh? Yes. Uh, because is that of its Cleopatra's cousin? Oh, sorry, Benjamin. Did you mean Bumblebee, the Transformers character with an upcoming movie? Ah, yes, Michael. I, this being a pop culture podcast, I think you probably knew that. Just slide. Yes, out. I did. I didn't think you were talking about the members of the mm. of the of the species Bombus Bombus. Uh, <laughs> I think Bombus Bombus is honeybees. I also think Bombus Bombus was a, a hit track in the nineties by noted legend of the scene Shaggy. I think uh, it's also. I think it was one of the early draft names for a character in Lord of the Rings. I missed the Bomba Bombas. Mm. No, very good, yeah. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, no, no. Um, no, Ben, look. Let's talk about Bumblebee. The film is coming out in less than a month. Yeah. So, Ben, Bumblebee, like, you know, this is our famous segment, Ben, What Even Is Bumblebee? Yeah. And like every time we've done it, What, what Even Is, there are so many versions of Bumblebee. And all of them are virgins because he doesn't have any reproductive organs. Oh, virgin bumblebees. <laughs> so, Ben, um, Transformers is from the 80s, Ben. And as you know, in the 80s, cartoons existed to sell toys. I don't... I've I've heard that somewhere before, Michael. I'm not sure. Yeah, why. it was literally 20 minutes ago on this podcast. Ah. Uh, not 20 minutes ago for the listeners. 20 minutes ago for us, because we have to keep stopping and restarting, because we're having audio issues. Yay! <laughs> A peek and behind ben, the veil. <laughs> uh, Bumblebee was part of the 1984 line of Transformers. Ben, did you know that the Transformers came from Japan? Did you? Did I know they were from Japan, Michael? No, yes. I didn't know they were from Japan. I well, genuinely good, caught American. American kind of. Them. They're kind of from Japan, Ben. Okay, tell me more. Um, there were two lines of toys in Japan in the late seventies, early eighties. You have all of them there on a shelf behind you. I don't have all of them. I have many of them, but the two lines in particular that we'll talk about were Diaclone. Mm-hmm. which I've refrained from doing in a Japanese accent, and good. Micro Man, which I've also refrained from doing in a Japanese accent. Double good. Um, and actually, very interestingly, Ben, there are great documentaries on YouTube that you can watch about this if you're interested in learning more about it. But both of them stemmed in a very roundabout way from G.I. Joe. Okay. The original G.I. Joe. It's a very, it's a very, it's a fascinating story to see... The, the 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 convoluted way that they came from G.I. Joe. Basically, G.I. Joe went to Japan and Japanese kids weren't interested in American Soldier Man. So the, the, the body got modified into a robot. Oh, wow. And then the robot 
the robot ended up getting like robot armor and stuff and then he ended up being downsized because Japanese kids prefer smaller uh, toys then they became I hear Japanese women prefer smaller toys too oh god Ben this is not that type <laughs> of podcast um, if you keep anyway dangling low hanging fruit out there Michael I'll keep fucking snogging it down it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> Hasbro Ben we've talked about Hasbro before they're a toy company go on Hasbro were looking for toys to import into the US and they saw these two lines Micro Microman and Diaclone and they thought we can we can make some money out of this. Oh now, yeah. Back then in Japan they were they were Diaclone were cars and vehicles and planes that turned into robots. Okay. And they were not sentient Ben. Oh. They were like a Gundam. Okay, you could you could ride around inside them. They had pilots, exactly, pilots yeah. and drivers. Then there was Microman and Microchange, and they were common everyday items that transformed into robots. Like a purse. Like a purse, like a, a flannel. A flannel like shirt. A, yes, uh, ah. like a handgun. Ah. Like a, uh, that's where Megatron comes from then. Like a, a tape cassette player. Uh-huh. Which you won't remember, but that's where we got Soundwave. But also part of that line, Ben, were six toy cars that transformed into robots. I see. I see. Now, ben, I'm sensing ben, seeds. So, Ben, the, the Diclone cars, they were real cars that transformed into giant robots. Ah. But the microchange cars were toy cars that transformed into scale-sized robots. Ooh. So in the original toy line, Ben, Bumblebee was little bigger than your thumb. That's quite and he small. Was supposed, yes. Uh, and he was supposed to be a robot that was little bigger than your thumb. Mm. Exactly. Ben, it's not a visual medium, Ben. Ah, sorry. I was, I was holding my thumb up to the camera, listeners, and, and uh, yeah. looking at it with interest. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we, ben, should really make, um, we should really make GIFs that we can just insert into things. Yeah. Yeah, we should. The two cats are outside the room as well, scratching on the door. This oh, is, man, this you are, a, <laughs> you're just... This is a nightmarish <laughs> experience of a podcast, Ben, I have to say. This has just been just a series of emotional challenges. Podcast host. So, Ben... Worst nightmares what Mick is going this through is today. He's just one of the worst Our internet thing. connection just dropped. <laughs> we ben, just for the listeners, listeners, this times. is currently take four of the podcast. <laughs> um, so, Benjamin. Yeah. One of the very important things that cartoons in the 80s had to have was a relatable kind of point of view character for the kids. Yeah, uh, a a way in, so to speak. Exactly. And in the initial order of the Transformers series, which I remind you, Ben, was designed to sell toys. Yes, classically. um, That character was Hound. Who's Hound? Hound is a friendly looking green robot who turns into a military jeep. Hmm. Now, Hound was one of the Diclone characters, so he was more complex, probably difficult for young children to transform. Okay. And he was a deluxe, so he was more expensive. Because uh, he was the most in the used initial, one. In the initial pilot, Bumblebee wasn't that important. Okay. How, he was a, more or less a background character. Mm. And Hound was the, the scout. He was the Autobot scout. He was young. He was inexperienced. He was a little bit naive and he was friendly to humans. Okay. Somewhere along the way, someone said, 
This hound guy isn't what we want. This bumblebee guy is kind of cool looking. Let's, Let's make him the child character. And so hound was forgotten to time? No, Hound remains one of the most popular Transformers. Basically, any of the 1984 Transformers are sacrosanct in the world of Transformers. Okay, we don't touch them. Yeah, you can't mess with the 84 guys. But uh, it resulted in Bumblebee largely taking all of Hound's character traits. Ah. And becoming essentially... He's not the star. The star is Optimus Prime, obviously. Optimus Prime. Bumblebee is the relatable, child-friendly character. Now, Ben, one of the interesting things was Bumblebee's toy does not look anything like his animation model. Oh. Because the toy was designed to be like this little super deformed toy racer car. Okay. That was a thumb-sized robot. Mm-hmm. And they had to upscale him into a giant robot for right. the show. So he doesn't look anything like the, the model, the, the animation model. Oh. And that left many a child of the 80s quite disappointed. Aww. Disappointed yeah, 80s so. children. Yeah, serves them right. Uh, little little, little upstarts. Yeah. yeah, they won't let bloody women write the cartoons. This is what they get. So, oh, throwback to earlier in take two. Yeah. <laughs> take two uh, interestingly, though, there were very few female characters in Transformers. So there's only one female really character see... in Transformers. And if memory serves, you once told me about ben, the, the hermaphroditic. Ben, talk into your microphone. And if memory uh, serves, Michael, you you told me about the hermaphroditic nature of certain Transformers. Well, that's RC. RC became a hermaphrodite character um, a lot later in Transformers lore. She was introduced in the film in the mid to late 80s. Yeah. And she was, but she wasn't even the first female. Like, There were female characters in the later episodes of the original series, Ben, but they were just the main character's girlfriends. Oh, one of those classic yeah, 80s. Like the, exactly. So there was like the heroic one and she was Optimus Prime's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, classic. And there was, yeah, you know... Yeah. yeah, no good. Not not a, not a good representation for the old ladies. To be honest, that, that kind of writing greatly affected my young imaginary childhood play, where where I would have toys, and very often the women would be pretty much the man, but a woman, and they would date that man. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much how it worked, Ben, in the eighties. Yeah, that, that's I guess I guess you call that institutionalized sexism, Michael. Um, <laughs> in writers' rooms. So Ben, anyway. Um, <laughs> The, the the original Transformers came and went. Yes. And interestingly enough, Hasbro let the name Bumblebee, the trademark to the name Bumblebee, they let it lapse. Oh. Yeah, because they, they, they were never planning on bringing the Transformers back. Yeah, so you shouldn't do that, though. You shouldn't, you shouldn't let your copyrights lapse, Michael. Yeah. So they started replacing Bumblebee as the child-friendly character with younger, kind of hipper, less naive slightly edgier cool characters edgelord bots no not edgelords just cool guys the kind of guy who might be voiced by judd nelson oh, okay so in the transformers series in the tv series uh bumblebee was replaced as the point of view character in the mm-hmm. movie by hot rod who was a cool guy oh yeah it's in the name it's in the name michael i can already i can see and it now bumblebee got destroyed and rebuilt as an older more mature bumblebee oh christ and his name was Goldbug. Ew. Yeah, he had a blue head. It was very unpleasant. Ew. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. You keep talking. I, I need to see this Yeah, horrific. so Goldbug was, uh, yeah, he turned into the same type of car, a Volkswagen Beetle, but uh, less deformed, a more kind of standard looking thing. Terrible toy, Ben. No arms, uh, no legs, just this ugly little lump of a thing. Oh. No good. Anyway, Ben, Transformers fell out of fashion. 
Fair enough. Until the 90s. Until the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Until 1996, actually. When uh, they decided, let's bring Transformers back, but now they're animals. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Beast Wars. Remember? Beast Wars. Beast and Wars. in Beast Wars, hilariously, in a show called Beast Wars, they, they didn't own the rights to a character called Bumblebee, who could have transformed into a bee. But anyway, never mind that. Why would you want him um, to, though? What use would he be they as a bee? Exactly. Well, there's a wasp and there's a rat and, you know, he could fly at least oh, and sting man. a man. I don't know. I don't know. If I was a Transformer, Ben, I would transform. If I was a Transformers Beast Wars Transformer, I would be Swan Or. And I would transform into a swan because I could break a man's arm. That's largely um, mythological in nature, Michael. Uh, um, but yeah, I remember the gorilla one. Uh, the one I always oh, that's remember Optimus is, is Primal. the gorilla beast war creature. Yeah, that's Optimus Primal. He's the leader of the Maximals. Oh my God, that's so terrible. Oh, He's Optimus Prime, but he's a man. He's a gorilla. Oh, that's awful. Ben, so in, in Beast Wars, they introduced a new child-friendly character, mm-hmm. Cheetor. And Cheetor was the young, slightly naive yellow robot. Who was who a cheetah. Who a cheetah. Yeah. Right? And he, was, he wasn't he was really Bumblebee, though. He was somewhere between Bumblebee and Hot Rod. Okay, I have him he here. Was, I can see him here now. I, I need visual aids for this one, Michael, because I'm trying to keep up with some... He was young and naive, Ben, but he was a bit cooler than Bumblebee ever was. Right. Right, that's a good thing. Then, we, we want cooler yeah. Bumblebees. Then, Ben, in the early 2000s... Um, Transformers moved on and moved back towards cars and shit. Cars and shit, okay. Vehicles and whatnot. And whatnot, okay. If you're with me, right? Yeah. But, as you know, they didn't have the rights to the name Bumblebee or Hot Rod. Planks. So they invented a new character, Ben. And he's a young, naive, hot-headed rebel called Hot Shot. Oh, I've heard of Hotshot. And Hotshot, again, was a a yellow car who was the child-friendly character. A way in, so to speak. A way in for the kids. Ah. So, basically in Transformers, if a character is young, naive, and yellow, he's the the way in for the kids. He's also Bumblebee with a sex change or plastic surgery or... Yeah, or now, he, or now he's an animal. Yeah. Now, he, now he can break a man's arm. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, Bumblebee wasn't rebellious in his original incarnation. Okay. He he once ran away from the Autobots because he thought he was too weak and useless to be a member. Classic. Classic. Whereas your Hot Shots, your Cheetors, and your Hot Rods, they were much more likely to think that they were being held back by the Autobots. Okay, fair enough. And try to break off on their own because they're cool guys. They're cool guys who are very capable. Very capable cool yeah. guys. Well, they're more they're not as capable as they think they are, Ben. Yeah, well, that's, that's they're not hubris, humble, Michael. Like the that's, humble that's every yes, exactly. Way in characters, you know, path to tread. They have to go through their hubris stage. It's important. Certainly in the certainly in the late nineties and early two thousands. Absolutely. It was the hero's journey. It was all the rage. But not in the not in the eighties. You just had a naive, insecure little bumblebee yeah. who who the kids loved. It was a different time. It was a different time. Yes. Michael. So Ben, yes. Then, in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. a certain Michael Bay decided that the Transformers might be a way to make some money. Oh God! Uh, now, Ben, I'll just remind you and the listeners that Michael Bay um, created a female character called Michaela Baines. Like Bane. And made her the 
he named the female character in Transformers after himself mm. and then sexualized her. Worrying. Which I found odd. But anyway, Ben, uh, in in the 2007, they knew that they had Transformers the movie in development and that Bumblebee was going to be our child-friendly introductory character. Oh, way in, so to speak. Yeah. And at the same time, there was an animated series in development. Ah. And in the animated series, they decided to have a young, hot-headed, kind of sure of himself, too sure of himself, likely to get into trouble character. Classic. Uh, as their kind of, as their point of view character. Right. And the writers, Ben, wanted to call him, of course, Hotshot. Yes, naturally. Because he's a young hotshot. Yes, he's a hot-headed male. Yes, but in a bit of brand synergy. Ah, oh, classic. God bless. I've done the international symbol of synergy there. Not a visual medium, um, Michael, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, they decided to rename that character Bumblebee. Oh, look at that. The prophets just co-aligned beautifully. <laughs> so this was the first time, Ben, when Bumblebee inherited some of those Cheetor... Hotshot, hot rod trait characteristics. Yeah, mm. so he went from the kind of the smallest, the weakest, naive, insecure, but friendly and hopeful, to a bit of a badass all around. A bit of a like hidden potential kind of kid. You know, the the power is inside you all along. Oh, I think that's you. Just have to learn temperance and so that... and and. How to con- confront your emotions, that type of stuff. So that has Bay origins, does it? That's, that's, that's... No, not really, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like the, the Bumblebee from the animated series bears almost no resemblance to the Bumblebee from the movie. Okay. See, I would have completely thought the opposite. I would have assumed that that has been his characterization for years and, and that's, you know, how that would work. But obviously I'm, I'm completely well, wrong, Michael. Isn't that the interesting thing, Ben, about Bumblebee? That he has he inspired other characters who came along after him mm-hmm. and then in a bit of synergy a bit of marketing synergy ended up absorbing many of their traits classic into his most modern portrayal how strange mm. try odd so to speak very, very so, peculiar how do you feel about the upcoming movie do you think they're going to keep this hothead cheat or bumblebee amalgam Type thing hot going. Head, bumblebee, they hot seem... shot, hot rod, amalgamation. Triple threat, thing. triple hot. <laughs> Extra spicy. Well, it's very hard to tell, Ben, because in the what what Michael Bay did was by removing his voice, I felt, made him more of a he's not really a character anymore. He's kind of a cipher. He's yeah. a He's exposition. He's, he's big yeah. yellow exposition. He's a big like, I mean, he's kind of cute, but if you think about, if you think about the traits that long-term Transformers fans would, would talk about for Bumblebee, which is friendly, welcoming, a bit naive, and mm. um, not the most confident, the choice of car in the 2007 film, this big, powerful American muscle car was truly bizarre in 2007 yeah i actually that makes a lot of sense and i mean personally ben i i don't get upset by things like this but i could 
I could understand, but not necessarily agree, with why long-term Transformers fans were so upset at bit of a slap what happened face. to Bumblebee. Yeah. Bit of a slap um, in the face. Mm. Hmm. So, in a lot of ways, it looks like this new film is trying to roll back a little bit. Let's wind back those clocks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's bring them on back. Yeah. But, like you were saying earlier at the beginning about Newton Scarmander, mm-hmm. I don't think the Transformers franchise has the cojones to have that type of character as their hero. I don't think many franchises have the cojones to have that type of character as their hero. In fact, it might not even pay off having Newt Scamander as your hero. Right, go I, on. I don't know if it's a sustainable economy of machismo. I, I, I don't know, Michael. I think at some point, you know, we're, we're leaning the character towards... a. Uh, it's certainly in, in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. One of the lines you'll remember, Michael, towards the end of the movie, and spoilers again for a film, is uh, I've, I've chosen a side. Um, yeah. So we, we seem to be pushing Newt towards greatness. Some men are born mm-hmm. great, and some have greatness thrust upon them, and others mm-hmm. have a three-picture deal that they need to get signed off and make profit on. Five. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not sure that we'll see that at all. I'm not sure Hollywood is ready to change everything just yet. No, because... For all of the kind of Bumblebee is one of the smallest and weakest Transformers, he keeps doing things which are just so badass. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, he'll kill a Decepticon. He'll rip a Decepticon's head off as soon as he'll look at them. Yeah, that's that's the whole and thing. And walk away without looking at the explosion. Cool guys don't look at explosions, Michael. Yeah. Uh, they just turn around and walk away. Great YouTube video. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, go on. With that in mind, how do you feel yeah. about this new trend of less than uber beta or uber alpha uh heroes yeah in, how do you feel about the film and beta t- male and cooks being your you film think, heroes yeah can you think of any other examples for us to uh to work on through how do you feel uh to any of our transformers fans i know we have a few transformers fans out there we do ben. Uh, yeah. how did you feel about the recharacterization of bubble uh of of bumblebee in the in the wonderful Bayverse, the Bayverse. Or, or even Ben, or even just throughout the years, throughout because the years. Uh, a lot of people weren't big fans of the young cocky bumblebee we got in the animated series. Nobody likes cocky bumblebees, Michael. Um, they're little kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we are on YouTube. We are on mm-hmm. iTunes. We could reuse a review. So if you wanted to help us out, please do that. If you're listening to this, one of the, on best, y- one of the best ways to do it, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. If you are listening to us on YouTube, give us an L like. Give us an L, subscribe, and do get in touch with us. We enjoy getting feedback, especially um, from sources like YouTube and SoundCloud and all that. We love your feedback. You're not bothering yeah, us. We, do. we would appreciate it's, it. It's, it's, um, all, it's what we live for. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much what gets us through the week. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, that's all from us for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Ben, Hopefully tell them be you're the not here day. next week. Huh? Oh, yeah, sorry, tell sorry, sorry. Uh, we, we have a special <clears throat> guest host. <laughs> I suppose coming in next week uh, because I'm being a tosser and spending time with my family um, Boo. so uh, yeah we have um, the wonderful podcast wanker uh, coming mm-hmm. straight to the channel to you live um, to talk about the wonderful weird world of westerns um, yeah so if you have any western favorite westerns let us know because yeah. we might we might give them a chat chat about them next week like, I'm kind of ticked off because I love westerns but that's okay it was my decision bye yeah. bye everybody